0: What's up, everybody? This is John. And I'm Brady. How are we doing tonight, buddy?
1: I'm doing good.
0: So uh, what big stuff has happened to you this week? Let's see. School's out! Oh, uh, yeah. It's definitely out. The uh, He's going to be an eighth grader next year. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't seem like yesterday that we were sending him to kindergarten for the first time, and now he's going to be in eighth grade. How wild is that? So, also, what else is coming up in the next week or two? My
1: birthday.
0: Your birthday. You know how old you're going to be?
1: Thirteen.
0: Thirteen. Welcome to the world of teenagers. Everybody pray for me and Becca, because we're going to have one of those moody teenagers in the house. Yay! I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm the
1: sarcastic one.
0: Hey, I get to be sarcastic every now and again. Ha <laughs> ha.
1: Mm.
0: What else is happening to us, Brady? We're moving? We are moving. That is right. Which leads me into letting everybody know this episode is a very special episode because it is our season two finale. Yay! This is my island in the sun. Trying to do my best uh, annoying DJ horn thing there. Um, but yeah, this is the finale of season two, and we are closing out the season with a ghost hunt at the Rocky Mount Historic Site in Piney Flats, Tennessee. And boy, let me tell you, this was the best the one. Most, Yes. Brady hit the nail on the head. It was the best ghost hunt I do believe that we have ever had. But before we get into that we got a little bit of house cleaning we need to do, as per usual. If you have a personal story that you would like for us to read on the air, you can email me at john at boomydadsays.com. And if you want to remain anonymous, just let us know. We can call you Bob or Bubba or Hacksaw, whatever you would like us to call you. We'll call you um, by that pseudonym and... You know, and then you will forever be that pseudonym on the air. Also, come check us out on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can find us at Boo My Dad Says on all of those locations. You can also come to our website at BooMyDadSays.com. Now, Rebecca's not here tonight because, as you all know, she just has an aversion to ghost hunts. And that's fine because it gives me and Brady some bonding experience. You know, that dad and son having a good time uh, experience. And, you know, that is okay. Now, that being said, though, I'm still going to be plugging Bones Coffee as our affiliate sponsor of the moment. And if Becca was here, she would be telling you all how awesome it is. I just think the packaging is really cool because it fits right in with a paranormal podcast because you've got all these skeletons doing these cool things on there. It looks like the cover of a Grateful Dead album. Now, we are going to be getting into our ghost hunt. We went to the Rocky Mount Historic Site in Piney Flats, Tennessee. It's very similar to the uh, Tipton Haines site that we did a a ghost hunt a few few months back, and it's probably been around about the same amount of time. So to give you all a little bit of history about Rocky Mount before we jump into the hunt, William Cobb brought his family from North Carolina and built his two-story log home in the year 1770 and completed it in 1772. During the Revolutionary War, John Sevier called the volunteers in 1780. Responding to the call, William, William Jr., Pharaoh, Jerry, and Arthur Cobb answered to aid in the hunt to find the British officer, Patrick Ferguson. William and Pharaoh supplied the Overmountain men with gunpowder, horses, blankets, and food for their journey to the Battle of Kings Mountain where the American forces won a great victory. There was a push by many settlers to split away from North Carolina in the year 1783. These individuals attempted to form their own state and named it Franklin, after Benjamin Franklin, and elected John Sevier as governor. The lost state of Franklin was never recognized by the federal government and was dissolved reverting to North Carolina. Following the state of Franklin, the western lands of North Carolina were permanently ceded from the state in the year 1790. The land that William Cobb had settled was in this expanse of land which became known as the territory south of the the River Ohio, or the Southwest Territory. William Cobb mostly kept to himself a about local politics, which seemed to make his home an ideal spot to house the governor of the Southwest Territory, William Blunt. Blount was appointed governor by President George Washington and lived with the Cobb family from 1790 until 1792, making Rocky Mount the first territorial capital of the Southwest Territory, which later became the state of Tennessee in 1796. William Cobb and his wife, Barsheba, moved west to Bean Station in 1795. They left Rocky Mount to their daughter, uh, Penelope, who had married Hal Massingill. Rocky Mount stayed in the family, passed down through generations until 1956. Over the years, the log house had been modernized several times. The logs were covered with clapboard siding and the original shingles, had tin roofing over them, the original structure remained mostly intact beneath these exterior changes. Pauline DeFreeze, cousin of the owner of Rocky Mount, John Massengill, believed that the building should be preserved by the state, and he opened, and be opened to the public as a showplace to the memory of the early settlers of the region. She set in motion the chain of events that led to the purchase of Rocky Mount by the state of Tennessee. She also established the Rocky Mount Historic Association, the organization that maintains and operates the site today. Rocky Mount opened to the public with few visitor services on April 1st, 1962. A small visitor center was built with space for a receptionist, 5,000 square feet of gallery, and a caretaker's apartment was added in the mid 1960s. A separate home for a caretaker was built in 1975 and the visitor center expanded to include a museum store in 1979. In 1990, a 175 seat auditorium with video output, library and four classrooms were added. The historic site was also expanded to include a kitchen, spring house and slave cabin barn, orchard, and gardens to enhance the living history atmosphere of the Cobb Farm. So that's just a brief history that I um, found on the Rocky Mount uh, website, but I wanna get into the ghost hunt. And boy, did it not disappoint. Brady, what do you think?
1: It was great.
0: It really was. I have to admit, that was the most activity that I have ever seen in a single ghost hunt, ever. Hands down, bar none. The there was more activity than uh, we saw. At, I saw both nights of the Chester Inn, and probably more activity than the uh, Tipton Haynes. I think the only thing that Tipton Haynes still had over this hunt was the door opening by itself, but. That was uh, that was just one thing. This whole hunt overall was just phenomenal. I mean, so much activity. I was blown away. So when we got there last night, Brady, uh, what did you uh, did you you know kind of start feeling anything right off? I mean, I did. He's stretching, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, did you start feeling anything right off, Brady? Yeah. Kind of felt it in your gut a little bit, yes. didn't you? That, and for me, I felt like my my heart was starting to race, like, immediately when we got there. So we split up into our groups, and the first place that we went to was where? The museum. The museum. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the museum, Bredo?
1: Let's see. Um, it was a museum. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I mean I, I you would have gone through the film but the camera died like in that room.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. So, we bought this brand new camera uh, last week and um, bought it off Amazon. We tested it at home, had it was no fun. problems with it whatsoever. And within the first 5 minutes
1: of being in the museum,
0: it up and died. I mean, still not um, we thought it might have been a battery Because, I mean, it worked for like five minutes. It looked like the battery was kind of discharging pretty quickly. And um, it turned off, and we swapped batteries, thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe the battery was just a little weak or didn't have enough charge on it. Swap batteries. Camera would still not come back on.
1: And it still won't.
0: And it still won't. So either, A, it's a faulty camera, or we had a paranormal experience with our equipment. And, I mean, I know if those of you who have watched Ghost Adventures, I have definitely seen a few episodes when Zach was using their SLS rig and um, it would just kill over, right, Um, as they were getting ready to, uh, you know, use the equipment. And uh, that was very reminiscent of what I saw there. Um, Was that paranormal? Oh. As my as my friends from the History Goes Bump podcast, that's for you to decide. And uh, I don't know where i fall down. I mean, it could have been a faulty camera, but I know it sure worked fine when we tested it here at the house uh, two or three days ago after we bought it.
1: Should you have tested it the, the, a few minutes before we came in? Probably.
0: Probably so. All right, Brady, tell us a little bit about the experience in the museum. Uh, what did uh, what stood out to you while we were in there?
1: The laser grid.
0: Yeah, I was actually wanting to ask you about that. What did you think about the laser grid? That was pretty cool piece of technology, wasn't it?
1: Oh I mean, yeah, I mean, like it kept flashing blue. I mean, either that meant like there was something there, or it was malfunctioning. I think there was something there, like right there though.
0: Well, I really do think it, well, there was something there. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, they have a device that projects a laser grid up over a uh, a given space. And if anything moves into that space, the, uh, the, the box that projects the grid will detect it and display where the movement is. And pretty much right off the bat, that whole thing just turned blue. So, I mean, there was something like right smack in the middle of that grid. It would, I mean, they would, it wouldn't change. I mean, it was, they were like I mean, there. like, he
1: reset it and it, it's, nothing changed.
0: Yeah, they reset it, moved it to another spot, and then when they moved it back to the, back around to the spot, it was back blue again. But that was a really interesting experience right there. And not to mention the, uh, You got some really cool, uh, I guess, messages on, well, our app calls it EVP, but to me it acts more like the Ovilus, um, where it will uh, display words out on the uh, screen that it's picking up. And let's see, I remember one particular in that room you got was Spot. Twice. Huh? Twice. You got Spot twice, yeah. So Brady and I was wondering if... One of the spirits there had not had a pet, so we, we started asking asked
1: if, it, if, if they had a dog, and they said no. Then we asked if they had a cat, and we said yes. Yes, they did. But then it left before we could ask if it. If yeah, because our name time in spots. that room
0: was start was running out.
1: No, like the spirit had left the room and then came back, because like they said it went like, they said it went like dry, and then a few minutes later, then like your EVMA, EMF went off.
0: Yeah, speaking of EMF, the uh, we they, they give each person there um, some little handheld um, equipment. And I, I was carrying around an EMF meter, and that thing was going absolutely bonkers for me the entire night. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, EMF is electronic—
1: Electromagnetic.
0: Electromagnetic fields. And the theory behind that is ghosts are energy. And if they're in the area near it, it will um, it will light up. Well, this thing was lighting up for me the entire night. Uh, it started out in the museum and it wasn't super strong until we got one big hit. It, there's like five lights across the top, you know, and it was going from green, light green to orange. And then first thing, Uh, first time it went all the way red. And that was crazy. Because, I mean, I felt like there must have been something like right next to me because remember, I mean, I jumped because I felt like something had sent a shock up my arm. Remember? Yeah. And um, so I'm thinking maybe something may have touched my right hand. Um, I'm not certain on that one, but it was certainly just felt like something just sent a tingle right up my, from my hand to my arm. And that was right about the time that I got the first uh, red uh, lights on that thing, which that last night was the first time I had ever gotten red lights on an EMF ever. The most I'd ever gotten was an orange. Yeah. And that was, you know, I, I thought that was a big deal because we got gotten orange at the Chester Inn and I had never saw EMF go off a single time at um, Tipton Haynes. but last night, man, it was that EMF it was meter crazy. was it was just crazy. We thought, and the the funny thing is, we thought it possibly it might have been uh, a low battery. They said those things when the batteries get a little low, they'll do that. So me and this one guy, we switched the, the and device. Then it went, and it went to nothing for him, and absolute. And then his when I started holding it went bonkers. So something was definitely uh, having a field day with me uh, while holding that EMF. I mean, it was like the entire night.
1: Yes, it was the like whole night.
0: Very. Then uh, one another, we went to another part of the museum last night where they had this big uh, wagon. wagon. And there wasn't a huge amount of activity in there, um, but they used a they used the pendulum technique, and that is a, a technique that was uh, from back like I guess in Victorian time, where you got like this pendulum, and you have a mat down, and you ask questions and you get yes no answers or getting more you can actually get more specific <laughs> like answers
1: like the first letter of their name or their age
0: yeah and I, I don't know i i didn't really feel like it was that um I don't know it didn't really seem that uh talkative or what's the i don't know what the word i want to use um I guess I I have a—I myself kind of had a trouble with trusting it because, you know, a pendulum swings. If it swings one way, it's going to swing back the other. So it's kind of a—which I didn't get a good look at the mat. It could have had yeses. It
1: had yes on each side.
0: Yes on each side. Okay, you got a better look at it than I did. Yeah,
1: because I was right there, Mom, like having uh, the—what was it that you called it? the
0: you were doing the obvious o- right beside the ovulous too. Obvious. Yeah.
1: obvious. yeah, which is right there. So yeah it had yes. So it had like yes, yes, no, no, maybe, maybe.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense now. That that really does help me out with the pendulum? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Cool. So but when we were out in that one area with the wagon, then we didn't get a lot of contact. But we went, so we went back into the first area that we were in. And the, uh, we definitely think we were dealing with a child spirit. And was the reason one, that
1: one guy that you um, swapped the um, uh, EMF with, um, uh, he like just like, I'm um, a uh, thought, like, I'm um, a, uh, he like guessed, like, are you 13? And then it said yes.
0: Yeah. Well, we first did some age range. I said, "Are you let? Are you?" I asked the question of, "Are you ten or under?" And I got no.
1: Then he. And then I went from
0: ten to fifteen, and got yes. And then we went more specific with thirteen, and got a yes. But what I thought was the neatest part was the reason that we felt like we were dealing with a younger spirit was Christina. Uh, she was one of the members of SRS Paranormal. She was sitting in the floor using dowsing rods, and she was getting a lot of interaction while there was a guest there um, who was standing up and using the rods, and they were just kind of lackadaisically doing it. And when she got down on the floor and sat down, then her rods also started um, interacting um, a lot yeah. more. Um, I guess bigger swings, yes and no. So uh so we thinking you know that makes a lot more sense that you know we we were dealing with a child in that situation. Now after we got done in the museum, we went out into the uh, kitchen and I'm trying to decide if the kitchen or the house was the biggest uh I guess the biggest adventure of the night. They're they both for me rank right up there, but for different reasons. Wouldn't you say, Brady? Yeah. Uh what what did you find really neat about the kitchen area?
1: The kitchen area. I'm trying to remember what happened in the kitchen That's the one
0: where Christina really uh had the
1: Was it that separate house?
0: Yeah, it was out. It was that second building we went to. And the one where Christina just had to step out because she was absolutely Oh yeah, just we getting, were getting like
1: a lot of EMF there. Like and when we went past the house to go to another one, like the EMF meter went like went red.
0: Yeah. Well, a little bit of a background about this kitchen area. This kitchen area was not native to the Rocky Mount site. It was an add-on from another location later on, but it was definitely the same time period. But the story goes about that kitchen was that either somebody was incredibly, was either murdered or injured really bad there. But I think they said maybe murdered and actually entombed in the wall at one point, is what didn't they say, Brian? Yeah,
1: that's what they said. Yeah. Like in one of the corners.
0: In one of the corners. And I will have to say, the the feeling in that area and— I usually tag that when I say feeling in the area. You're you're between the two of us. I am about as if on a scale of one to ten for sensitivity goes. I might be a two, maybe a three. And Brady, I would say because he's he's younger and un, uh, experienced, I would probably rate you at about a five or a six, maybe even a seven. Because you definitely feel things more than I do. And uh, what did, did you feel anything out there? I mean, I felt very, I could definitely feel my heart was racing.
1: It's like, for me, it's just like whenever like I'm a, like I'm in the same room as like a spear, my stomach gets like, like heavier.
0: You kind of get that, like something punches you in the gut feeling or. Yeah. So Brady can definitely feel things. Now my heart was racing when we were in there. You know and you just kind of have that, and you just kind of feel like the way I describe it, you almost kind of feel like there's a weight on your shoulders, yeah, and uh your heart kind of races, so that's kind of the uh how I kind of when I'm in there and I and maybe and it could be me just being excited, but you can kind of tell when there's something going on and when what they call when a room goes flat, it's just like. It goes from that weight on the shoulders, pit of your stomach, heart racing, to just like, almost like utter calm. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, this kitchen, there was nothing calm about it. So we did, uh, let's see, we did, they, they did some spirit box in there. It did okay, but the The dowsing rods were really good, and we used a method out there called the keen method, and what that is is it's a way of using uh dowsing rods to keep the you feel like to keep the person who was using them to, to kind of take out the possibility of them unconsciously manipulating the rods yeah so you, it's it's also the it's it's like the Estes method. In the same, it's the same technique. You take noise canceling headphones, you put them over the ears of the user, and they're using the dowsing rods. And you have another person there who has dowsing rods that doesn't have headphones. Yeah. And so the, so you're sitting there and you're asking questions and then you see if the answers jive. But you but the most important part is the person who's wearing the headphones. If you start getting a um you know answers off of that the same way, then you know it's harder to debunk it. That it's not a not human um yeah. contact. Yeah. Now uh but while we were there though, so Christina, she is a, one of the members of SRS and I would say she is a very, very sensitive person. I mean, on my scale, and she actually wouldn't even call herself, I guess she she wouldn't call herself a medium, but I, I would certainly would because I mean, she, I have seen her sense things and. About even people there, and it'd be like right nail on the head. And, um, but she was very picking up the emotions of this spirit that was in that cabin that was murdered. Um, I mean, she was getting pains in her body, like in her shoulder, um, you know, where maybe they were being, they had been beaten before they were murdered yeah and um and then we put so she went into the keen method uh, and she had to absolutely get up and leave because she said I felt like I was being beat to death right there in the cabin,
1: yeah, she I goes m- I, I mean, remember that,
0: yeah, it absolutely just. Wore her out, and she is a very—I would say—she's very strong, very in control,
1: very. I'm and sure, um, yes, yes,
0: it it really got to her emotionally. I and I've done several hunts that she's been at, and I've never seen her affected like that. That was yeah. absolutely wild. And then another little bit of activity there, but and I can't say that for sure. But we, there was another guy from the hunt, and he had he had a an app on his phone, kind of like that, kind of like what we use. And his his phone had a, it had an SLS on it, and a little explanation: SLS is it's a camera. It started out with for those of you who are Xbox fans, the um, the Microsoft Connect. I don't know if you guys remember that, or if you watch Ghost Adventures, you've seen this. An SLS camera setup. basically it has, it shoots infrared um, light out and it will, I think it's infrared and a few other different kind of. Yeah. Um,
1: and they use like the Xbox connect thing. Yeah. For, like, and, live it will, uh, and it will,
0: and it will map, like if, if there's a person standing there, it will actually sit there and map that person out on the screen. So, into a stick figure, and it will pick up the uh, your motion. Well, his phone had a, an app that works similar to that. Yeah. And uh, he was actually picking up some stick figures in a kind of like the corner of the room. And I don't know, maybe his, because you can adjust the sensitivity, maybe his sensitivity was pretty high, but, um, so I took my phone because I've got a, another similar app, and I wasn't able to get the same results. But nevertheless, I actually did see the figures on his phone, and there was nobody standing in that. Yeah, I, area.
1: I missed that because I was trying to see if it would work on my phone.
0: But it was uh, that that kitchen area was in was pretty wild. It was. Now, we went out into another, I guess it wasn't the uh, main house. What was this the other building that we were went into there? Um,
1: um I the other building.
0: That it had the 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 table maybe it was like a dining area. I
1: think it was the dining area
0: cuz yeah. Man, that was hot, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and it smelled.
0: Yes, it had a very smell like mothballs. Kind yeah and I was
1: trying and I was trying to go outside to get some fresh air, and I couldn't open the door and then, like somebody else I thought tried, and they couldn't open it either
0: now that now that room, though, somebody saw shadows come up to the door in that one remember
1: yeah i I missed that,
0: yeah, they said they could like see the feet um clearly at on the other side of the door. Now in there we did a uh, spirit box session, and um, I think we had some really really good spirit box interaction in that room.
1: Yeah, we did.
0: We used the Keen method in there, and the Keen method. You know how we were talking? Not sorry, not the Keen method, the Estes method. But you know how we were talking about the Keen method, where we put the headphones over the over the ears. It was very productive. So we were there was a spirit in there wanting to talk to a guy named Kevin. And there is a guy on SRS named Kevin. And what we were doing, we were asking questions, and the person wearing the headphones, they can't hear us ask the questions. And and the spirit box, it's basically a radio that does not um, have an antenna in it. At least this one doesn't. And it works like, but it runs through all the different radio station frequencies or radio frequencies. And this box in particular has like, I think, 10,000 frequencies that can scan through through all of
1: them in a few seconds. What's that? And it can scan through all of them in a matter of seconds.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, we kept getting very pertinent answers to questions. there was one that was—I went into it, and they were—I was asking, like, did I get anything that was relevant when I came out? And they said, yeah, you had a couple. There was one that—I said, like, I didn't do it. And do you remember the question they— uh,
1: uh, No, I don't.
0: Oh, I think somebody maybe felt like they were touched or something, and, uh, and they asked—and then I blurted out, I didn't do it. And that was— uh that was really fun. But then to cap off the night, we were we went into the main house. Guys, let me tell you.
1: That's where the most activity that happened. That was
0: the some of the wildest, most just best evidence I have ever seen in a uh ghost hunt. I mean, yes. we're talking temperature drops we're talking we heard knocking we uh or like footsteps or something knocks people were being touched i even i got touched uh on my on my right hand about like on my pinky and um but we were standing at the foot of the stairs and we do think that this spirit was the spirit of william blunt and he was the uh, the the first governor of the uh, Southwest Territory, if you remember in the history
1: um, history.
0: And we think that he was originally he was upstairs and coming down, and we got some very solid evidence of of movement on the stairs because one of the the tools that they have it measures temperature. It also picks up vibration and uh, pressure changes. And they have another little lantern that lights up if the almost like an EMF reader. And we got hits on all that. I was standing there and I mean, I'm watching, the temperature in that room dropped like a degree and a half. And you could feel like the the area right beside where I was standing getting cold. The room, it started out was like 80, it was 80, like, I think, 83 and a half degrees.
1: Well, I, like it, when I looked, it was like 83 and a, 83.6 like, degrees or yeah, something
0: degrees. Yeah, so 83, like 83.6, 83.5. And during the time frame when we were sitting there talking, asking questions, and you would think it would have gotten hotter because there was about 12 people in that room. You count the SRS people and the people on the investigation. We were 12 people in that room, and it should have gotten hotter. It
1: got colder.
0: It got colder. We're talking there was a degree a temperature drop of about a degree and a half yeah. and it was certainly, I mean just wild. And you could and on that same device, it was picking up vibrations of something going up and down the stairs it was sitting on. Yes. I and, remember that. And at, at one point I thought it might have been because I had shifted my weight on the floor and that maybe the, the the stairs had picked it up. And I said, you know, I was like, well, I think maybe my weight shift changed that. And they said, well, do it again. I did it again, and I try. I mean, I really tried to play it up. Could not get that thing to go off. So it was just a coincidence that I had moved about the time that that went off, and that was just absolutely crazy. And you know, and to say our EMF detectors that whole time was just going absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it was just an amazing. Oh my gosh! And I took a photo. And I'm still working on it, looking at it, because I'm not certain if it's just a weird anomaly with the camera. But I accidentally had my iPhone set on live photo. And I turned my flash on. And I was actually just going through looking at some photos this morning.
1: And right before this.
0: right, Actually, right before this, because I was wanting to look at a couple of things to kind of refresh my memory um, about this last thing. And I start I looked at this photo, and as soon as the the camera flashed and the room got bright, we saw something move across the photo i'm I'm not a hundred percent if it's anything, but it's certainly an anomaly, but I showed it to Brady, and we're both like, "Dude, that's cool." but I don't know. I can't decide if it's something I definitely if it's either something with the camera." Or something was coming out of the room because you could see it go across the camera and then come out across the door of the room. If it was real, I can't I, I am definitely one who is skeptical of the orb phenomena. And I mean it was just a weird anomaly. So I can't I can't say it's paranormal, but I can't say that it's the camera either. So that may bear a little more analysis. <laughs> <laughs> on our side, but still, whatever it was, it was really stinking cool, man.
1: Yeah, it was really, it was really cool.
0: All right, so the last time, last piece of the night is we went upstairs, and that was that was pretty unique, wasn't it?
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent
0: do not you tell us a little bit about what you thought about it up there? What's well, going see. on? With we
1: started the Estes Rods method. Um, oh, the Keen method. Keen, the Keen method. That's the Keen method. Yeah. Ma- yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So then we had like a, they had like the noise canceling headphones on with the uh, Spira Box going in those while they were doing the.
0: Oh, that's right. Rods. Yeah, they did Keen. They had Keen Estes <laughs> mixed together. That's right. And uh, this was with one of the guests uh, and it was the same girl she actually come back for another hunt if you were if you um listened to our Chester Inn, and there was a girl that we were talking about who really got connected to one of the spirits there uh this was the same girl, and I'm starting to think this this girl she's got it. She has definitely got a very strong connection to something. Yes. Go ahead, Brady. V-
1: very strong. Let's see. So we did the, so then they had somebody else doing the rods for like a month to make sure like Yeah, that was Tori. Yeah, Tori.
0: From SRS.
1: Yeah, and then let's see, I'm trying to think. Um, we had the couple EMFs going.
0: The temperature yeah, I, I was holding one and that Yet again, still going absolutely bonkers.
1: Yeah, the obelisk thingamabob. my Obelisk. No yeah, obelisk. I didn't
0: see that one up. To I thought it. it was
1: right next to the thermometer. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and then it's like you started getting like a lot of stuff that was relevant to the conversation.
0: Yeah, I think I think the two biggest things that went on up there though is. The girl that was doing it, she was absolutely just being touched like crazy.
1: Yeah, like one time they pulled her bracelet. Yes. And then another time they like un- like her shoe was already loose, but I mean then it came untied.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it was loose or not, but something untied her shoe. And I must have just missed it because I had happened to kind of lower my camera down. Uh, and because we untied. were watching her and uh and her shoe was just untied after after the facts or before that so we missed that but now the bracelet i absolutely got empirical i don't know if that's the word i want to use irrefutable evidence that her bracelet moved i mean you could see the bracelet move yeah and right about that time she's like something tugged my bracelet and i have it on camera it was crazy now, I don't know, I mean, the way she was holding rods, it could have been gravity, but I, if it was gravity, I would have thought the whole bracelet would have slid down her arm a little bit. Yeah. It was the bottom part of the bracelet. Because I watched that to make sure. You know, I I, I felt like, you know, something had touched my uh, leg up there. Uh, I, we felt pressure changes in the room.
1: Oh, yes. We and
0: did. My, my my left ear was like, feeling very just kind of like weird. And the guy who was standing next to me, he goes, my right ear is feeling weird. So something was like standing right between us. But the weird thing is like something up there was definitely, it was strong. It was trying to block the conversation on the rods. Cause the rods were not very active up there as much as like the, uh, the spirit box was and the EMFs. But one of the 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 wildest things was and especially being being a Christian was the girl uh, she she'd heard the word Jesus uh in the spirit box. And as soon as she said that the EMF EMF went red. red. So it was I mean it just like was like Nothing and went boom, went red. So that, you know, that for us definitely just, you know, saying, you know, just the name of Jesus really has, can have an effect, you know, uh, you know, his power over, over everything. Yes. But man, I tell you, that was just all in all, man, that was the most memorable ghost hunt I have ever been on. Oh yeah. I can't wait. I think the next one's gonna be in Bluntville somewhere.
1: Yeah, MG. I think I think so. I mean, I wasn't talking to him. Yeah.
0: But I I have told I've told these guys just you know put me down for every ghost hunt from now until forever. You know, or until you guys, you know, let me sign on as part of SRS. <laughs> um, but it was a, a very uh a very good hunt. You know, the one thing we forgot to mention is the one EVP that we thought we picked up. It was in the in that uh, dining room area.
1: What was the EVP?
0: It it sounded like something was taking a breath. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one, I mean, it was not a class A. And a class A EVP is when you actually hear the um hear the words clear, but what what we had done is, you know, the whole point with SRS, how they try to run these investigations, is they try to find ways to make the results very hard to debunk. And we took, uh, we did, so what we did is we took a person, we put them in the Keen method with the uh, dowsing rods, and we asked questions. and nobody was going to speak out the answers, the yes or no answers on the rods. And um, we could see the yes or nos. And during that time, we had a, a digital recorder going to see if we could pick up any yes or no answers being whispered by a a spirit in the room. And after one of the questions, we heard something that sounded like almost like a deep breath.
1: Yeah, like after you went through the recording, it
0: was just like. But it was definitely not. We were all like, you know, somebody who took a breath like that, we would have been like, okay, yeah, that was somebody breathing. And that was that was not the case i mean we we couldn't debunk it, but it was certainly not a you know a voice e v p but it was you know kind of a kind of sound like that,
1: yeah,
0: which probably when I do my noise gates, you're not going to hear that anyways, but it was a you know very faint sound well man, that's it that is our rocky mountain ghost hunt, yep. Brady, I can't wait for the next one.
1: You a guy.
0: Well, guys, I hope you all have a great rest of the week. We we've we had a blast doing the ghost hunt. Uh, look forward to our next one. Uh, definitely the we definitely had our best ghost hunt saved for the season finale, and uh, we look forward to season three coming up um, next week uh we were we are going to be doing a remaster of my pilot episode the uh East Tennessee State University hauntings and I've went through and I've done quite a bit of cleanup and have improved the sound on that episode so that's going to be a uh coming up next week uh while we are moving <laughs> and um And then the week after that will be a dark week. There won't be a new episode because we are going to be on vacation. And uh, the week before that, we're going to be moving. So that's why you're getting the remaster there. But, um, yeah, we've got a lot going on. So don't worry. We will be back with Season 3 with all new contents and all new sarcasm from Becca and and bad jokes from me, and and we may have a few guests coming on to the show. I've been talking with a friend of mine, and he says that maybe he would like to come on the show and to debate the existence of the paranormal, and uh, I'm going to take him up on that. But until then, folks, have a great rest of the week. Good night, and God bless, my friends. See ya. See you later. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Boo My Dad Says. My name is John.
1: And I'm Becca.
0: And we are your tour guides through the world of the paranormal.
1: We've got a whole lot of history, a whole lot of mystery, and a whole lot of weird.
0: So sit back, relax, and prepare for a spine-tingling time.